All right, let's go. All right, let's go. Hey, listen, was that that was a great show last week with Brian Kilroy? Yeah, it was. And you know, it's funny though. You listen to those Cindy, those stories, Cindy, and those that that those days are gone forever. I don't know if for good or for better or for worse, but well, I don't know. Well, but with Eddie Shore, they're gone. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and if I- you didn't listen to it, listen to last week's thing. If you want to hear stories about Eddie Shore and what you two guys had to go through, oh, that he just told one or two. He could have told about 20 on. Uh, you know what used to be fun, Dad, is when you and him used to do the prospect game, right? And you used to sit in the little room beside the oh, dressing yeah. room. And and you two would start telling your stories. And people would be rotating in, coming in and out of that room. And to hear you guys tell your stories, people were just mesmerized. Well, the one night was, so it was a prospect game in Halifax. Yeah. And oh, yeah. The night before the, uh, it was the night, uh, wasn't the night of before the game. It was the, the day before the, before the game. And you and Brian were there and you guys got into the beer and uh, who, uh, Doug, Doug Wilson was there. Oh, yeah. Doug Wilson was there and Bert and you and I and the guys were going in. I left at like four in the morning and you, and Brian keeps going, one more. We only one got one more. He, he'd hold it. Like, he hold the can. Up. One more. Not there's, there's only two left. There's only two left. We can't let them go to waste. Yeah. The, 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 those two never ended. And and they were heavy duties too. And then I remember Dougie Wilson goes, "Oh my God!" He goes, "I I I I can't do this." I couldn't keep up with them either. But I did. I I couldn't show weakness. I had to. I, Holy and then God. both of you have a contest of nobody goes. The first person to go oh, up yes. to go to the bathroom loses. Yeah, yeah, that's always that a was test. That, we had that. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it was like it yeah. was. It was like that's what Doug Wilson said. He goes, "You guys had about nine beers. You haven't gone to the bathroom." Yeah, and he goes, "I've gone about four times." He goes, "Holy smokes!" Anyhow, how about the game last night with Vancouver? Wow, up three nothing again, three nothing, and losing the game and and. The guy loses a puck at the end. That's embarrassing. Yeah, that, oh, who was that, Cindy? You were oh, going to say? Oh, that's one of my anti-favorite guys. He had a lot to say, that guy, when uh, you with the Hockey Night in Canada when you left. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> but here's the thing, Dad, about Vancouver. And, you know, we're not knocking Boost Boo Joke. He's a friend of ours. But Damco's not playing well at no, all. He didn't, he didn't, well, and, Spencer, and Spencer Martin... He's had three starts. He has got two wins. They've got three total, so he's got two uh, of the three wins. Three wins, actually. And then he, and then uh, I think he lost in over lost in overtime. So the question is, even though he doesn't have great numbers, he's got more wins. Like what? Like why isn't Boudreaux saying, "Well, well I'm going to go with him until I can't go well, with him anymore"? Well, the only thing I can think of is he's got the other guy has got a, has signed a five-year contract or three-year contract. No, five year. Five years at five million dollars, and the other guy is making se- and Martin is making seven fifty. So if you're if you're a, a guy and you say, well, a reporter, how about a reporter? That, that's he goes to the one of the owners and says, you're paying this guy five million dollars a year for five years. And uh, he's not playing. And the other guy, Martin, is making seven fifty a year. He's playing. So, well, if you were an owner, what would you do? Well, you'd be mad. But yeah. but at some point, you got to say, how long am I going to go with this guy? 
I'm just telling you, you're asking me what I would do, and I would play Martin, and uh, I, I, I don't know what else to say. That's uh, well, were, you were never worried about management thinking about. No, uh, I was. I, <laughs> I should have been worried about. Well, man. no, like you, you got to be. You got to admit, Harry Sinden was just win. I remember we had a meeting, and he says, "If you, if you don't win, I'm gone too, because I'm the guy that hires you." And I, and I said, you point. want me to be like I was in Rochester? He said, I want you to be the same guy you were in Rochester. I said, okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> I that was interesting. We were talking about how, you know, you, you were a lot different than a lot of the coaches when you took on that persona, right? About well, practices and stuff like that. And I coached like I wanted to be treated like a, like a man. I wanted, if, if I wasn't in shape, I couldn't play for... Uh, Joe Crozier. Joe Crozier, by the way, passed away last week. I think it was the week yeah. before. And uh, he well, was. Next week we'll do some stories on Joe. But anyhow, that's I coached the way I wanted to be treated, and uh, and the players seemed to respond because uh, we were in the finals uh, two out of two out of five years, and we won. Uh, we were first place uh, most of the time. Well, you just kept running into Montreal. Yeah. O- only problem is the nineteen seventy six team. A Montreal team, Montreal Canadiens, was picked the greatest team ever. I happened to be in the middle of uh, the Boston Bruins right at that time at 76. Well, that's interesting that you said you treated them like men. Like the interesting thing is with you coaching, you never fined them. You never suspended them. You never weighed them, right? No. You never gave them a curfew. You just got rid of them. You just no. got rid of them. <laughs> no. You, were, you just made their life there, miserable. There was, there was no kind of middle ground. Yeah. It was like, you never find them, you never suspended them, you just got rid of them. You just got That's rid right. of them. Or you no. made their life a living hell, I and one of what? them quit in the middle of the season. Remember that one? What was that? Or you made their life a living oh, hell yeah. if you couldn't get rid of them, and one of them quit in the middle of the season. With 20 games left. Yes, so... And I, rem- and I remember you. Harry coming to, coming out of his office, way up, way up on top, and 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 I knew, I heard that he that he had gone in to see him, and I remember We're talking about up, Dallas Smith. Yeah, come all the way down, come all the way down, come all the way down. And I went to the far end. I made him go to the far end, and he went right. He was coming right over the glass. How come a guy with twenty games to go in the season says he doesn't want to play for you anymore? <laughs> I said, I don't know. No, you were <laughs> mean to him. You never yelled at I him. I never yelled at him. All I did was joke with him all the time. Dad was what we call that passive aggressiveness. Yes. That okay. micro, microaggression And nowadays. you have it down What's to it a called? science. Today, would either, you, you, what you did with Dallas was either microaggressive, that's what they call it, microaggression, or passive aggressive. Yeah. Oh. Passive were, aggressive is like when you'd go, to, what did you say to Dallas about his stick? Oh, yeah. I, I said to Dallas, Dallas... Gee, he's, he's a farmer now, and and the players loved him. The players absolutely loved him. He was like John Wayne, you know, like John Wayne getting old. And they loved Dallas Smith. I said, well, Dallas, what do you got that stick for? Hmm, you don't score. This is a big, heavy stick, eh? Oh. It was like a piece of It was of like a big log. Hmm. I said, what's that for? For cross-checking? No, you don't cross-check. Oh. You don't hit guys. You, what do you have that big, heavy stick oh, for? Oh, that must be irritating. Oh, and, you know, the rest of the guys knew what I was Snickering. doing. <laughs> Uh, oh well, but that's what, and what do you call that? Passive aggressiveness. Oh okay. Or What's microaggression now? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, toxic you, work environment. You were way ahead of your time, Dad. Yeah, I, I guess I was. Okay, Dad. So let's talk a little bit about the Toronto Maple Leafs. They were having a tough time, and then they lost to some pretty bad teams. You hate. Yeah, to say. but they were on the road. They were on the road. They started up, but then they beat. You know, they they played well against uh, uh, Boston last night. One two one. So my question is. 
Are the Leafs one of those teams that don't play well against the worst teams, and then when Boston comes in or Vegas comes in, they're going to rise to the occasion? It seems that way, doesn't it? They're just in a in a fog right now, and they'll they're pretty good at home. And you, you get a penalty against them, boy. They put on five guys. They're pretty good. So I I don't think so. I think the I think they just uh, I think they're just in a fog right now. They'll pull out of it. You and when once they get smoking, they'll be all right. So I got to ask you though about Matthews playing Philly. Oh yeah, and I like he slashed Konechny. Konechny slashed him back. They started pushing, and then everybody jumped in, and, and he then, was kind of uh, laughing. And then while everybody was fighting, he was just kind of standing back. Well, I like Matthews. He's a good goal scorer, and everything. You just can't do that when you're a goal scorer. You have to take it, like Lafleur. The only time Fleur ever got mad was when him and Mike Milbury used to go yeah, at Yeah, they always had a thing going. He, yeah, is it true he shot a puck at uh, Milbury's head? He did. He did. He, I, I, and I, can, I remember the play. He, he had it in his own end. He cut across the blue, his own blue line, and Mike was standing at center, you know, center ice waiting for him, and he shot it right at his head. Boy, if he didn't move, and it was a slap shot. You know how <laughs> Guy Lafleur could let, let it go. And it just it just missed his head. They were going to kill him. And and you know I now that you mention that I just as I go along I I think about when he, what he said uh, and and Bruin said they're going to kill him and then you know the next game and all that and everything because nobody ever shot at a guy's head. And he says no that won't happen. He says I know Don Cherry. It made me feel good. Yeah, you didn't go after him. It was Terry and Riseboro and <laughs> I I think to my detriment as they say. I think I should have went after the, the stars more. I really do. I, I should have. Yeah, you got to win with honor. That's yeah. not honorable. He's, see, like my thing is like Mike Bossy, like he never did, like he never did anything. No. He never oh, slipped. Oh, you asked me about, uh, about Matthews, Matthews, eh? Matthews, yeah. Okay. He's got to learn. Just skate away. I mean, you and don't stand there laughing and while the other guys are, some little guy is fighting your battle for you. It just, yeah, it's, Giordano's half his age. He's got to jump in there. 41 years old. I think he's the oldest guy in the league. He's got to jump in and start the fight. He's right. 40. So the whole thing is, what you're basically what you're saying is, Matthew shouldn't fight, but don't start anything. Don't start anything and just leave it alone. And, uh, don't, and, well, and, and, and when the fight is going on, don't stand there and, uh, and laugh. No, grab somebody and pretend. Somebody... Let on you're trying to fight or something like that. Grab, grab some. Well, better not say it. <laughs> but grab some. Oh, he's a big guy, Matthews. Oh, he, boy, is he ever big? Yeah, but that, I mean, people. Are, that's the thing is, people like when listening to the news, they were saying, "Oh, you know, you, you want him to fight? Well, no, they, you don't want him to fight." But he can't slash a guy nah. like that, and then cross. And then when everything's done, he went and he pushed him and cross checked him again. Well, you know what's going to happen then. Once you do that, anyhow. Just, uh, but he'll never learn because he's, he's from the desert, as he says. He's from the desert. <laughs> well, and how you know, I, I never could figure out. I still to this day, I can't figure out how a guy can shoot the puck the way he shoots the puck and knows what to do with the puck. And he's from the desert. And, you know, and the funny thing is, sorry, Cindy. The funny thing is, he shoots it like nobody else. Like he shoots it off balance. Well, David McDavid. <laughs> yeah, no, like McDavid. McDavid really goes, but. I'm not saying it's hard. McDavid shoots it just as hard, but he shoots yeah, I know it, what you mean. Like he shoots it off balance. Like he, he, he on shoots, one leg. On he, one leg, it's really weird the way he shoots the puck. Like he, did, Ovechkin shoots the puck a lot different than yeah. When and he, then when he, and McDavid is just a quick wrist shot. Yeah, but he's he's that's why I think he scores a lot of goals because the goalies 
Isn't it something to see that McDavid? We're, I know we went from from uh, Matthews to McDavid, but holy smoke, that McDavid! He takes those choppy steps, and uh, okay, I got something for you right. about McDavid. Listen to this, Cindy. So McDavid's leading the NHL in goals and points. If he keeps on the rate, he's going to get like 90, 90 goals or something like that. He's the best player in the world. Do you know that there's 50 players right now in the NHL that average more ice time than him? You're kidding. Yeah. Now, most of them are defensemen. Well. But still, most. So there are, you know what, here's the forwards that average more ice time than okay. McDavid. Uh, Barkoff in Florida averages more ice time. Marner, Toronto, averages more ice time. Kucherov and McKinnon. Okay. Yeah. And then there's de- the defenseman, though. But if you go by average, he's 50th in the league. I don't know. He's got something. And, and uh, he's going to get better as, this, as the season goes on. And here's another one looking at that. For forwards, Matthews is 12th in the league for ice time. Oh, no. That really, uh, that, that really is something. I read that before and I said, I can't believe that. Matthews is a, a, like he's a horse. He could play. He doesn't try that sweep in anymore. You know what's that? And I said, if I was a defenseman, I wouldn't let him sweep in like that. Put his arm down and you know sweep around me. No way. And if we're going to start mentioning teams, and Bruins are ten and three now. Uh, boy, boy, did you see that fight between? Uh, there, there was two, and there was Frederick and Schulman. I forget how you pronounce his name. Greer and Goodenough. And it that was, was yeah, Boston, New York. Yeah, I was Boston, New York Rangers. Oh, and um, hey, one of the guys got hit. One of the Bruins got hit. Holy smokes! Now, was that a dirty hit? No. And there's a hit, and there's not a hit. There's a hit where you hit a guy, but this was a beauty, right? It's open ice, and the guy went flying. He, a hit is a hit, right? No. Anyhow, they had two beauty fights, and and. Uh, I'll tell you, when you watch the Boston Bruins, it's really something. They, they put on a pretty good show. Yeah, that was a tough game last night. That was a good game. I mean, the Leafs played well, but I thought for sure the Bruins were going to tie it up late there. Vegas is 10-2. That's Cassidy, Bruce Cassidy. Right? So the old Bruin coach went to Vegas, and he's winning. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, you know what, to me, though, Dad, that's a bit of a surprise because Vegas was... I, I, I'm just mentioning the things that I thought was interesting last week. Carolina beat Tampa, and they had 56 shots. 56 shots. I'm just happened to mention it. And in three games uh, last week, they had uh, uh, 24 penalties. That's a lot of penalties. Um, I remember when you were coaching Boston that the referees kind of had a little bit of a feel for the game. Yeah, they did. You know, anything. So last night, Edmonton's playing Dallas. Uh, Dallas is ahead by three. Edmonton scores to make it within two. It's in the, about halfway through the third period. Right off the faceoff, Kane just kind of takes a guy hard into the boards yeah. and gives him a cross-check and penalty. Dow, Jamie Benn scores, and it's out of reach again. Yeah, it's over. And look, you go, really? Like, that, that was a penalty. Like, you needed to call that penalty now. Was, was it near the play? It, you know, it didn't infect the, the game at all. Well, it did, but you call the things. I, I think it's going to start catching up with them calling these phantom calls. The Edmonton fans just went insane. They deserve to go insane because it was an insane penalty. I remember when we get up, we get up 6-2 or 7-3 or something like that. And John McCauley, the greatest referee of all time as far as I'm concerned, and he get called four penalties on us in a row. 
because he didn't want any trouble. And so, and I say, is that enough? And he say, and he, and they'd actually not. He just says he's skating by. By the way, do you notice how the referees go over and talk to the coaches? Oh, now? nowadays it's just like we 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 talked about this before. I don't ever remember a referee coming up and talking to you, yeah. except when the guy when the guy was uh, oh Dave G- Newell. Dave Newell did it to you in in Toronto. Oh, yeah, he come up to me and he. Well, should I tell that story? Yeah, we told that story, but it's a pretty funny story. I come so, over and... So and, uh, let's, it's, uh, you're in Toronto, Hockey Night in Canada, there's a timeout, and you're yelling at Newell for something. I'm, I'm yelling at him, and, and he's going to drop the puck, and he says, timeout. A referee called a timeout. And he comes over, and he's going to give me heck, eh? I said, get over. And so I get down on the front of the, right on, on the boards, back at the bench. So I'm right on the boards waiting for him. And he came over and he said, he poked me in the chest and he said, that's the sharpest suit you've been wearing this year as far as I'm concerned. And the ref, and the guys on TV saying, look at him giving him Cherry heck. He's right. really giving him heck and telling Severely him to keep Severely reprimanding Don Cherry. <laughs> I remember mom and I watching the game because they put it back to Boston. And I said, man, I says, dad, that's not even saying anything back. I was stunned. You were stupefied. And the players were killing themselves laughing <laughs> Emma, so on either side. And I was absolutely stunned. Dave Newell. He, then remember when he skated away, right? And he, and he stopped and he skated away and he stopped. And he's, don't you forget it. That is the greatest. And he's, I'm still standing there with my mouth open. Yeah, <laughs> the fans were going nuts. But... They yeah they just talk they talk too way too much oh to go over it's and like talk to them and explain, their, the, explain the penalty yeah they're justifying their stupid oh, calls I'm glad, I'm glad they didn't do that to me all right let's talk about spread okay we'd like to thank our sponsors spreads.ca they're a Canadian owned online casino and sportsbook big deal ca- Canadian owned that's it and if you sign up now and use the promo grapes they'll they'll match your deposit up to two hundred fifty dollars. They'll give you 10 spins on the big wheel for some money. And your first sports bet, they'll spot you 25 bucks. And I hate to say it, Dad, I bet on the Leafs last night over the Boston Bruins. You did? Yes. Well, you won. And I won. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the main thing. Just, just win, that's all. Yeah. So, Dad, coming up is November 11th. And uh, you and I... I should s- remember that. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, so uh, that was the whole Poppygate incident started... What, four years ago, was it? Yeah, it's 19, 2019, so... Yeah, right, eh? I didn't know that. Time flies, eh, Dad? Yeah, surprise. <laughs> when, when is it? 2019? 2019, that's so, you know, uh, three uh, years fa- ago. Famous fleeting, as they say. But all I want to say is, what I was trying to say was everybody should be wearing a poppy. Yeah, I, 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 like you and I are having a little bit different, Cindy. Like, I'm in, I'm in Mississauga in the one area, and I, I have to say I was out on Friday... I was at a Tim Hortons, then I was at a McDonald's, I was at a Shoppers Drug Mart, I was in a mall. I saw one guy with a poppy. I saw one guy. You, now you said you've seen... I, I don't know, I'm in Port Credit, and I, I see a lot of poppies, and I always, you know, I always make an observation. That's, they're older people, must they're be. Older, they're older people, yeah, and, uh, you know, I don't know what it is about down there, but uh, I, I see them a lot. Well, I think in the small cities... They, uh, they they probably wear the poppies more than they do in the big cities. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, had, I had something that happened to me this past week. I, I'm working on a television show, and we were up in the Canadian Warplane Heritage Museum in Hamilton. Yeah, that, if, you, if you're in the Toronto area and you haven't gone to see this museum, you, you, you have to go. It's unbelievable. They have one of only two Lancasters that still fly, and they just got a Spitfire. Spitfire. So we were lucky enough to go up on a Douglas C-47, and they were the planes that dropped the paratroopers 
behind enemy lines during D-Day. And the oh. plane that we went up when actually saw action. Wounded too. There, you, yeah, you had- yeah, we saw action on D-Day and flew the paratroopers behind enemy lines in France, flew back, then hooked up a glider, then flew a glider over, dropped it off. And, you know, talking to the the pilot at the time, uh, talking at the pilot was flying us, and, and he just said, you know, they they were to fly low and slow. He says they were just asking to be shot down. Yeah. And the, 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 the skin of the plane, Cindy, it was so thin, I could have taken my cross pen and punched a hole in it. And I said to the guy, like, you go up to the cockpit, and you really can't see out of the cockpit. Like, yeah. it's a really small thing, and there's no radar or anything, right? Like, this is like, and I said, well, how do you know you didn't have a Messerschmitt behind you? He goes, he goes, they'd be, he goes, they'd be turn, the bullet holes ripping through the fuselage would tell you if there was a, <laughs> and these, all these guys were 22 years old, and just sitting on that plane before takeoff, yeah. you wonder just what those guys were thinking of. Like they were going, and to- they knew they were, and and a lot of them at paratroopers. Boy, you'd, there's not too many survive. You know, if 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 you're if, in a, in a well, deep those battle. planes went down. They were there was no way yeah. they were getting out. You had a stat too about the pilots, though. The, like the oldest that we were we were talking, and the guy said on that day, the oldest guy in the plane was 23 years old. He was the pilot. And was boy, 20, 23, and there was two pilots. And uh, somehow I would think the pilots would have been older. No, he's, oh. they're all like super young. That's all I was talking about, Tim. Was yeah. and it, I just thought like those guys, they took off. They probably didn't know if they were ever coming home again. Yeah, and and the odds were they weren't because they, they were told before the action by Eisenheiser a lot of you a lot of you people aren't coming back. Yeah, and uh, he, and you know, and you wear you got to wear a pop like and I to me especially like I was really getting mad. Looking at the lack of people wearing poppies, they couldn't care less. And you look and and sitting on that plane, thinking what those guys had to go through. I just mentally what it would have been like. And well, everybody, as far as I'm concerned, everybody should be wearing a poppy.